Hello my friends, Miss Isla here, and I'm very excited to welcome you to our next episode of Stories from the Front Porch. I'm all bundled up on the front porch this morning. I have a blanket and a cup of tea, and it's a lot colder than it has been. And even though it's sunny and looks warm, I am realizing that the seasons are starting to change. And I can see a lot of yellow leaves around me. And the grasses out in the meadow are all brown and dry. Friends, I'm really excited to keep reading our book with you. I think that in the last chapter, our friends Tall and Noomzor Noom and Millie Tinkle were all inside of a whale they had walked into the stomach of the whale and that was the way that they were going to travel so hopefully we'll check back in with them in this chapter and maybe hear a new story our last chapter there was what happened a story about a green horse a green horse an old man with a green horse I hope you liked that story, and I hope we get to hear a new one. Friends, I must warn you that I'm here with my puppy Topo again, and Topo has one of those big, funny plastic cones on his head because he was at the vet. He was at the doctor's on Friday, and so we might hear him banging around and and hitting his little cone on things. He's not yet a master of walking with a cone, so if you hear any bumbling or crashing noises, you can just picture silly little Topo with his big white plastic cone around his head, making it a little bit challenging for him to see today. All right, let's read chapter seven. Chapter seven. The Inside of the Whale, and the Story of Millie Tinkle. Although Tal did not know about it, Noomzor Noom had carried the golden ball in his hand when he came down the whale's throat, and now, after it had been in the dark for some time, the ball began to glow. At first it glowed faintly and gave off only a poor light, about as much as comes from a big firefly. But it kept getting brighter and brighter, until soon it lit up the whole inside of the whale's stomach with a brilliant white light. It was a long, low room with a vaulted ceiling. The ceiling was bright red, and so were the walls and floor. And when the light shone on them, they all sparkled, as if they were full of dancing flames and fire. It gave Tall the feeling of being inside a big ruby, the center of which had been hollowed out. From the ceiling, at the far end of the room, hung three hammocks, one woven of strings of sapphires, one with strings of diamonds, and one of strings of emeralds. On the floor, under each of these, stood a chest, studded with precious stones to match the hammock above it. That was all there was in the room. When Tall saw how different everything was from what he expected, he said with a surprise, 
I didn't know a whale's stomach looked like this. Not all of them do, said Noom Zornum. This one is very special. It belongs to the King of Whales. And the King of Whales has precious stones in his stomach, just as a King of Men has them on the crown on his head. You mean he wears them there on purpose? asked Tall. It's just his way of doing things, said the old man. I suppose he does it on purpose. I'd rather have a crown, said Tall, still puzzled. Not if you are a whale, said Noomzornoom. If a whale had a crown, it would come off when he swam. But as long as he wears his jewels in his stomach, he can't lose them. That's not what I was thinking of, said Tall. People can't see your stomach, and they can see your head. It's much better to wear jewels where they can be seen. If you had a mouth as big as a whale's, people could look down and see your stomach, said the donkey, stepping up and putting her head over Tall's shoulder. Then it would be nice to have one with precious stones in it. That is the answer to your question. You and your answers, said Tall. They make me... He stopped short, not daring to finish his sentence. And you and your questions, said Millie Tinkle. You can ask more than anyone I've ever met. Just the same, said Tall. I'd rather have a crown. And anyhow, I don't see why a whale wants to have his jewels made into hammocks. Because a hammocked stomach means the same thing to a whale as a crowned head does to a man, said the donkey. It's just a matter of taste, that's all. Whales must have strange tastes then, said Tall. A crown is much better than a hammock. If a whale heard you say that, he'd think you were strange, said Millie Tinkle. He wouldn't give up his hammock for all the crowns in the world. It's just as well that he wouldn't, for the hammocks are nice to sleep in. Otherwise, we would all need to sleep on the floor tonight. I suppose that's true, said Tall. I hadn't thought of it that way. You should think of everythings in every way, said the donkey. That's what I do. For a good while, after Millie Tunkle had finished these words, nothing more was said. Noomzor Noom took the golden ball and set it down in the middle of the floor of the whale's stomach, where it burned brightly without giving off any heat. Tall went from one corner of the stomach to the other, looking carefully at everything he could find. He rubbed his hands over the jeweled chests, and he stood up on his tiptoes and swung one of the hammocks. He thought, well, it'll be fun to sleep in that, but I don't see how Millie Tinkle will ever get up into hers. I hope she has to sleep on the floor. I don't like the way she teases me. Then another thought struck him, and he ran back to Noom's or Noom and asked, what'll happen to us when the whale eats? He won't eat, said Noom's or Noom. As long as we live here and move about, he'll think his stomach is full, so he won't be hungry. <laughs> then the old man went on and told Tall how they would have to spend two days and two nights inside of the whale before they would reach the other side of the sea. The rest of that day they stayed where they were, and Noom Zor Noom read the boy the story of Millie Tinkle. Millie Tinkle used to be just like any other donkey. She could not talk. She was not white. 
and she did not have pink ears with little golden bells in the tops of them. She worked hard for her master, carrying heavy loads and making long journeys, and everything he told her to do, Millie Tinkle did. One time, this man and his donkey were traveling up in the mountains. For days and days, they had been making their way along narrow trails and over high passes. At last, they got so far up in the mountains that soon they would be going down the other side. There, they stopped at the foot of a cliff one night to sleep. The man put up his tent and, as was his custom, he turned out Millie Tinkle to eat such grass as she could find. After doing this, he rolled up in his blanket and went to sleep. In the night, it started to snow, but the man knew nothing about it, for he was fast asleep. It snowed and snowed. In the morning, when the man woke up, he started to get out of his tent, and a lot of snow fell in on him. He thought, I am lost. There is no hope for me now. My donkey has probably been frozen to death and I shall not be able to move from here until the snow melts. What a fool I was to leave the donkey outside. With much trouble, he pushed his way out of the tent and climbed up on a snowdrift. Everywhere he looked, in every direction, he could see nothing but snow. It was so deep that it was over his head. He called to Millie Tinkle, but she did not come. At last he gave up went back into the tent and made up his mind to wait. There was nothing else he could do, but his heart was sad and he wept over the horrible fate that had befallen his beloved donkey. Now, when the snow began to fall, Millie Tinkle was a long way from her master. She had not found much to eat nearby, so she had wandered down the mountainside in search of grass. She was busy grazing when the storm started but she realized what a bad storm it was. But the snow had already gotten so deep that she could hardly lift one leg after the other. Fright seized her. She turned this way and that way in hopes of being able to move. She brayed for help, but the wind carried her voice down the mountain instead of toward the tent. All the time the snow was falling fast and heavy. The more the donkey struggled, the deeper in she got. Finally, the snow covered her completely and she felt nice and warm. Wow, this is not so bad, she thought. I'll rest for a while and then burrow along. I might as well travel under the snow as on top. It's warm and there's no wind down here. So she rested and slept a little. And afterwards, she began to kick and paw and make a tunnel for herself underneath the snow. In this way, she traveled for some distance, always downhill, for that was the easiest way to go. Behind her, she left a long tunnel where the snow had been pushed aside and trampled down. On she went, and on. She was thinking that soon she would get out, when the snow in front of her fell away, and she found herself in a cave. The walls were all of ice, and a dim light shone through them. The floor was ice, too, very smooth and very slippery. Millie Tinkle looked around at herself. She was pure white. The snow had changed her color and no amount of licking or shaking would change it back. This rather pleased her. She said to herself, now I'll be different from all other donkeys. None of them are as beautiful as I am. My master won't even recognize me when he sees me again. 
Then she started off at a trot down through the cave, wondering what she was going to find. This cave that Millie Tinkle came into was the entrance to the palace of the Snow Queen. There, the Snow Queen lived alone with all the snow fairies, whose task it was to make the snowflakes and scatter them during a storm. But the donkey did not know this. She trotted on and on until she found herself at the door of a big room. The room was lit up with a wonderful white light that seemed to come from nowhere. From the ceiling hung long icicles that glittered and sparkled with every color of the rainbow. The walls were of ice, but as clear and pure as crystal. In the middle of the room was a high throne made of blocks of ice. On this sat the Snow Queen. She was dressed in all-white fur, and on her head she wore what seemed to be a diamond crown. But it was really made of beautifully cut pieces of ice. When she saw Millie Tinkle at the door, she said, What are you doing here? Neither human nor animal has ever found their way here before. Come in and let me see you. Millie Tinkle trotted in and made a low bow before the queen. The queen, seeing what a beautiful animal the donkey was, said, In all my life I have never seen a pure white donkey. You must stay with me. I will keep you and feed you well. Will you stay? Millie Tinkle brayed and tried to make herself understood, but it seemed impossible to make the queen see what she was trying to say. At last, the donkey stood there in silence and looked sadly at the floor. The queen said, I see what's the matter. You can't talk. Eat this and you'll be able to. She handed Millie Tinkle a small cake, all covered with white frost. As soon as the donkey swallowed it, she was able to speak just like a human being. Then Millie Tinkle told the queen all about what had happened. And when the queen heard the story, she said, I will send you back to your master, but first you must stay one month with me. I'm all alone here, and I want you for a friend. You stay a month, then you can go to your master. Millie Tinkle asked, Do you think he will be all right? I know he will, said the queen. So, Millie Tinkle agreed to stay a month with the Snow Queen. She lived in the palace and had a happy life. During this month, the donkey learned many things she had not known before. The Snow Queen took her from room to room and showed her the snow fairies at work. They were little tiny crystal people with silver wings. All day they worked hard making snowflakes. They made them in many shapes and in many sizes. When they were made, they put them in little baskets that seemed to be woven out of frozen cobwebs. Then, when the queen wished to have a storm anywhere, the fairies flew forth with their baskets and scattered the flakes in the wind. All this Millie Tinkle saw. Also, she met some ice fairies. These were almost without color. They could hardly be seen but they had wonderful power. For wherever they touched water with their feet, the water turned into ice. All of these people lived in the palace. They were very happy and very busy, and they all loved their queen. In return, Millie Tinkle told the queen many things about the world of humans. To these, the Snow Queen always listened with a great deal of interest, for she had never heard about them before. She came to like the donkey more and more and she dreaded the day when the animal would need to leave. 
One night, while they were eating together at a silver table, a fairy came in and said, I have been to the man's tent. He is very lonely. All day long he sits and sighs for his donkey. In this way, he cannot live much longer. The queen said, well, he won't have to wait many days more. His time is nearly up. Millie Tinkle was sad and said, it isn't fair that I should stay from him. Hadn't I better go? But the queen insisted that the donkey stay, saying, if you go now, you will be sorry, for your master could not find you in the snow. When the month is up, I'll give you something to make you more beautiful than you are now. Then you can go, and your master will have no trouble finding you. So Millie Tinkle said no more, but she wondered what the queen meant by her words. Finally, the month was up, and the time came for the donkey to leave. She said to the queen, Today I shall go away. You have been very kind to me and have treated me well. Now that I am going, tell me what you are going to give me. The queen said, Come over here with me, where this red light from the icicle shines on the wall. You must do just as I tell you. They walked over to the wall, and the queen made Millie Tinkle kneel down so that just her ears were shaded by the red light. Then she took a long silvery icicle and lightly touched the top of each ear. She said, now you have pink ears. Your master will be able to see you in the snow. But Millie Tinkle, who could not see her own ears, did not know whether the queen spoke the truth or not. One thing more I want to do for you before you go, continued the queen. I'm going to give you a present to remember me by. And in the top of each of the donkey's ears, she put a little golden bell. Then she said, now you can go. You are in every way the most beautiful donkey in the world. I wish you could stay with me forever. Millie Tinkle thanked the queen for all she had done, saying, I won't forget you. If I didn't have a master, I'd be glad to stay here. But I can't stay away from him any longer. Every time I think of you, I'll do this. And the donkey shook her ears, and the bells went, tinkle, tinkle, tinkle. So the queen and the donkey bade each other goodbye, and Millie Tinkle went off by the same way she had come. Out through the cave she trotted, and down through the tunnel she had made in the snow. There, when she came to the end, she stopped to rest. While she rested, the sun shone on the snow above her, and the snow melted. It melted enough so that her pink ears stuck out, and when she wagged them, the bells went tinkle, tinkle, tinkle. Her master, who was sitting in the tent, heard this sound. He got up to look out, and he saw the pink ears. With a jump, he was up and running through the snow. He thought, what can those two pink things be? There's just a chance they may be the ears of my donkey. Poor Millie Tinkle, I bet she's frozen. That's why her ears are pink. He pushed his way on to see where the donkey was. Just as he came near enough to see things clearly, Millie Tinkle stuck her head up out of the snow and said, Hello, will you please come help me? Who is that? said the man, for he could not believe that it was the donkey that spoke. Why, it's me, Millie Tinkle, said the donkey. Help me out, and I'll tell you how I have learned to talk. You're still alive? asked the man, who was so surprised that he really did not know what he was saying. Well, of course I am, said Millie Tinkle, but I'll freeze if you leave me here much longer. 
Then the man dug the donkey out. As she told him about the wonderful things that had happened to her, how she learned to talk, and how she got pink ears, and why she had bells in them, this man thought of nothing but how glad he was to have his donkey back. Together they made their way up to the tent. By the next day, the snow had melted enough so that they could go on with their journey. They were happy, they talked to each other, and they became the best of friends in the world. After the story had been told, Tall asked, Is that true? Yes, said Noomzor Noom, every word of it. Then tell me how you happened to end up with Millie Tinkle, said Tall. Why didn't the other man keep her? Because there was no other man, said Noomzor Noom. All of that story really happened to Millie Tinkle and me, didn't it, Millie Tinkle? The donkey smiled and nodded her head. All that and a good deal more, she said. Then I like it best of all, Tall said. I always like stories when I know the people that they are about. It makes them so much more real. It must have been wonderful at the Snow Queen's, wasn't it? He added, hoping to make Millie Tinkle tell him all about it. But she paid no attention to his question. She sat and gazed at the golden ball, as if enjoying thoughts that she had no idea of sharing with anyone else. She won't tell you anything, said Noomzor Noom. She likes to keep things to herself. Then you tell me, said Tall. I'd like to hear more. I can't, said the old man. I've never, or I've told you all that Millie Tinkle told me, and the rest will never be known. When it came time for supper, each of them opened one of the chests under the hammocks. In his, Tall found all of his favorite things to eat a big helping of each on a golden plate. And Noomzor Noom and Millie Tinkle found the same. After they had supper, they put the plates back in the chests and closed them up. And then it was time to go to bed. Noomzor Noom lifted Tall into the emerald hammock, and he himself climbed into the diamond one. Millie Tinkle stayed on the floor where she was. Tall pretended to go to sleep, but all the time he had one eye partway open watching the donkey. He waited and waited to see what she was going to do. Finally, after a long time, she walked slowly toward her hammock. When she got near it, she suddenly gave a jump, turned half a somersault in the air, and landed in her back in the hammock. She did not move, but lay there just as she had landed and went to sleep with all four legs sticking straight up in the air. Finally, Tall fell asleep too. And that night, he swung in his emerald hammock and dreamed of all the wonderful things that he had seen since leaving Martuna with Noom Zor Noom.